Hi, I'm Kat, marketer turned brand storyteller. And I'm Candice, educator turned entrepreneur. And you're listening to Not Nice, Clever. As CEOs and leaders, it's your job to always have the answers, but sometimes you need a little help. Leverage, if you will. We get it. This is the place for you. So wherever you're listening, 5.30 a.m. club at the gym, on your way to your next meeting or putting out today's fire, let's get into it. In today's episode of Not Nice Clever, we're talking to you about captions. What do you write below your video when it comes to Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube shorts? Specifically here today, we're helping you with those short form video pieces. What do you write below the post to connect with your audience even further? For a lot of people, Kat, this is holding them back from posting anything, even if it's a picture. They're afraid of posting a picture because they don't know what to write. And so we're making it really simple for you today, Mm -hmm. like the simplest we can possibly make it because we don't want the fear of what to write to hold you back from putting yourself out there with content. Absolutely. And this is one thing that I really had to understand as a consultant and somebody who works with CEOs and entrepreneurs in creating and putting out content because my natural skills lie in storytelling and writing and copy. And I remember when I realized that I could get paid to write because copy was basically just salesmanship in the written form and how powerful of a skill it was. So this is me, even as we were planning for this episode, I needed to really dial back like 10 years ago, where was I at? Five years ago, where was I at? And when it comes to caption writing, like Candace said, we're going to break it down and make it very easy to digest. But before we get into like the different types of captions that we recommend and like the anatomy of those captions and all those juicy details, I want to first remind everybody listening that you already always, all the time throughout your day are writing. You are writing text messages Mm -hmm. to your clients to your loved ones, to your children, checking in on them, reaching out to them. You are writing emails to your colleagues, to your friends that you haven't seen. You are writing DMs to your friends that you see, you're responding to their stories. We are storytelling machines. It's just something that we do unconsciously, right? Like letter to a friend, text to a friend. Everybody already has the natural raw talent. We just need to hone it and focus it and formalize it just a little bit. And so that's really what I want everybody to understand that even though you may not be a a social media marketing expert and a caption writing expert, you're a human and (laughs) you have a soul and you have relationships. So you have all of the qualifications to become just 1% better, not just 1%, but you'll be a lot better than that, but like just 1% for today, (laughs) better at writing captions. So we broke down the four main types of captions to start. Obviously, there are endless ones, but we know the overwhelm is real. So let's get into those four. Candace, the first one. Kat, before we dive in, I was thinking I should let the people know that I hated writing and I was so hesitant. Yeah, oh, I, I knew was this so story. hesitant yeah. to put anything in writing. Get me on the phone, get me on FaceTime, mm-hmm. put me on a video. Like I am fine. You won't put me in front of an audience on a Zoom with 100 mm-hmm. people. No problem. I got this all day. I don't need a warning. I got it. Yeah. But when it came to writing down my thoughts and ideas, it felt so permanent 
that mm. I was afraid to do it and I was hesitant. I think inside of a Zoom or a phone call, I could check a vibe and I could adjust. I get like that immediate mm. feedback so I know yeah. kind of where I need to go. You can pivot, right? Yeah, you right? can pivot. But writing mm-hmm. it down and only thinking about it in my mind and not being able to pivot if I needed to felt really scary. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in that place right now where mm-hmm. it feels really scary, I invite you and encourage you to just write anyways. Just like video content, just like going to the gym, you're going to suck at first, especially if you like, I never used to identify as being a writer. I am starting to identify Mm -hmm. as that because now I have my blog and I'm getting positive feedback from the things that I am putting out there, even though I know they could be so much better, right? I still don't feel super confident, but I'm doing it. And I'm sharing this with you here first, Kat. I didn't even tell you this. Oh, I started my blog in January and it's not like huge, right? I think I have like 200 followers who subscribe to it and I get like three to five likes on each post, right? It's not a lot, but I have gotten two clients from my blog and I have been able to like reference my blog in different places. So in my newsletter, I put a link to my blog if Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a certain topic and on LinkedIn, Someone from LinkedIn sent me a message and they're like, Candice, we know that you write about branding and marketing. We have this article and we're asking some contributors from LinkedIn to comment on the article. And so they sent me two articles that related to my field. Mm -hmm. And then I got to add my own thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Alongside of other people who create content blogs specifically Mm -hmm. around branding and marketing. So now I'm like, oh, who are these people? Maybe I should be friends with them, Mm -hmm. right? They're in the branding and marketing space. And it was like a really great way for me to be like, okay, this thing that I hated and put off for so long Mm -hmm. has led to money in the bank, has led to opportunities, has led to connections. And so don't be afraid of writing, y'all. Amen. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. It's so like, I know when I when I shared that we all naturally storytell, we all naturally communicate. We're just now doing it in what can feel like a permanent way. And we're also putting it out there and we have no idea who's reading it. We have no idea what their immediate reaction is. And I've had this happen too, where some of my most potent pieces of content that I've put out actually on the surface level perform the worst, the lowest Mm -hmm. engagement wise, Mm -hmm. but they're the ones that people bring up when I meet them in person. They're the ones that people DM me. They're like, cat, that whole like desperate doesn't sell like, oh, like you gut punch me with yeah. that. I was like, well, where was the fucking love on the post? But like, okay, thank you for <laughs> right. thank you for letting me know. Give a girl a like. Come okay, on, y'all. Like. If I like get you, I'm like, be like, yep, amen. Thank you for saying that cat. It needed to be said. Yes. So just know even folks like us who do this for a living, I've been writing since I was 12. So 20 years, we even still have those hesitations, oh, right? It's just like, I've been writing for longer than I haven't been writing which is wild. Even I still invest in courses. Like actually I picked up the this uh, storytelling mastery course that was by Kendra Hall who spoke at the Forward event in July. Oh, yeah, I bought that. I bought the book. Oh, you bought the book. I bought, her book. bought the book, right. Stories that yeah. stick. So if you guys are looking for more kind of storytelling prowess, you want to build your storytelling arsenal, I like Kendra Hall's take on it. She is definitely very vivacious and energetic in her delivery. So just to know that going in, I don't know her zodiac sign, but I can guarantee you it's probably <laughs> air or fire, just saying. <laughs> but I I invested in her storytelling course because even though Oh, cool. Yeah, I can always learn something. If I even just get one nugget from that that helps me get yeah. 1% better, the 3 400 bucks I spent 
done. Yeah. No brainer. So it's an investment. It is. Even the experts can always learn. And the moment they say that they can't, you should probably not hire them. <laughs> so amen. All right. Okay. Caption writing, types of captions. Let's kick this off. So the first type of caption you can write is sharing a story that builds affinity. So this is where you get to just be a relatable human. So it's your kid's fifth birthday. Great. It's back to school and it's their first day of kindergarten or college or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. And you want to write a little story about that that's going to connect with another human that's going to tug at their heartstrings. That is one type of caption. The only intention there is to share that human to human connection. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so this could be your family trip, uh, anniversary, can be literally anything, your birthday, whatever you want it to be to showcase the only goal with that caption is to connect. Mm -hmm. And so you're not trying to sell anything. And I think that's where people get hung up, Kat, is that they think every single post needs to be trying to get the next sale. Oh, that's exhausting. And I think that's a big misstep. Yeah, that is exhausting. And that feels daunting. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we are trying to do with every single post. Sometimes we're just trying to be a relatable human, as Chelsea Pites likes to say, mm -hmm. giving people context. Yes. And the other thing that I really love about this type of caption and why it's the first one that we're sharing is A, it's the easiest because instead of just texting your girlfriend and telling her about the amazing anniversary dinner that you had with your partner, you're sharing it in a post on social with a broader audience. But the one point that I really like that Kendra actually brought up in her keynote where we saw her speak on stage is that storytelling, when you do share as like quote unquote mundane of a story, like an anniversary dinner, your child's first day at kindergarten, my stepdaughter just had her first day of senior year. So like sharing these milestones, what happens is that in the minds of your audience of people reading these captions, they are creating a story in their mind, filling in the blanks with their own details as they're reading your story. So even though you think like you're just drafting this caption and hitting publish and it's going into the void and you're like, well, where the fuck is that going now? <laughs> it's actually cultivating an emotional co-creative connection with your audience. And that shit is emotional. It supersedes logic. It builds loyalty. It nurtures your community. It's probably the main reason we talked about this, why Taylor Swift has her Swifty army, because all she does is story. <laughs> yeah. She's a professional storyteller, right? Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The next type of caption that you can write is real life or behind the scenes moments that also help to build relatability. Now, these things can be related to the type of work or industry that you're in, mm -hmm. kind of a little bit different than the last one. So thinking about how you can showcase what it is that you are already doing mm -hmm. and kind of position yourself as the expert or the leader in that space. Mm -hmm. This is another really fun thing that I like because it also builds relationships among like your peers in your industry. So I remember we were having a conversation. Who was it? Who was I talking with? I think it was my friend Aletha. And she was joking how she had to convince me. She didn't have to convince me. Like I, I wanted to anyway. But she was joking how 
all of her closest girlfriends live all across the country. And damn, why can't we just all live in the same city? And I'm like, Jesus, right? Like, you know, when you choose this entrepreneurial fucking roller coaster, it's a very unique <laughs> path. It can be very lonely and your people are just spread out all over the country. But because you're so connected online, you're able to build relationships and friendships with them. And so she and I were just like relating through that. And I remember sharing that on my stories. And I had so many other people say like, damn, me too. Like my best friend's on this side or my best friend, I have to take a plane to go see her. And and so it's that yeah. type of thing that seems, again, really mundane to you, but you have no idea how it could give you an opportunity to be more relatable and connect with your audience. I think that this is really important because there may be some listeners right now who haven't yet built the online network that includes maybe someone who was a stranger before, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're just beginning to build your online presence, it's very likely that you know all of your followers kind of personally or, you know, they're your best friend's sister or something like that, right? Yeah. And as you build out your online presence, you will begin to, if you're using the tool properly, connect with people who are in your industry mm -hmm. and also people who want what you offer. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I think the magic happens is when you're beginning to build your network because of what you share and you are able to access people outside of your local market or your local community or your, you know, friends from high school. Mm -hmm. And if you're not there yet, don't worry. Being able to share content continuously is going to allow you to get there. Absolutely. And then the one last thing I'll, I'll say about this too, is that for this type of content, the behind the scenes, the like relatable content is this can appear in your stories too, not just your feed where you can just turn on the auto generated captions because sometimes a lot of people are watching without audio. So it's good to have the captions on so that they can follow along. So that type of caption writing can also come into play with your stories, not just your feed, but you can let Instagram take care of that with the auto generated ones. Totally. Our next type of caption, and this is the one that a lot of people are probably the most familiar with and that probably overthink to death and they try to perfect it. And so we're here to tell you that perfection doesn't exist. So permission revoked to try and, you know, pursue that because um, that's a fool's errand. But with this type of caption, it is essentially ones that showcase your authority and your expertise by demonstrating a before and after transformation right? That you facilitated with your unique knowledge and story and expertise and business approach. You were able to take somebody from point A to point B. What did that look like when they were at point A? What pain points were they struggling with? And what did their transformation look like at point B? And what solutions did you provide? What were the aha moments, the light bulb moments? So let's break this down a little bit. There's definitely an anatomy to this type of caption, right, Candace? Yes. Before we get into the anatomy, mm -hmm. I think it's important to note that not every story needs to be a book. Mm. Sometimes the story is she was brunette and she was kind of feeling drab and she wasn't feeling herself. And so she came and sat in my chair and in four hours, she left a beautiful blonde and had a whole new vibe and outlook on life. AKA that might be the story. Me in late 2015, y'all. Shout out to my bottle blonde. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It was four hours. It was a long time. She just went through a breakup and mm. your girl was having a rough time. So she sat in my chair and I fixed her all up. She is at 100 now, right? That could be the story. Simple. And so 
thinking about what the transformation is for you that you offer. Mm -hmm. It could be a feeling, it could be data, it could be a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. but don't get caught up thinking that it needs to be an entire book. We're literally just looking for what is the transformation that you provided. Mm -hmm. I love it. So anatomy of this caption, taking into account being concise, providing enough context, but we're not Tolstoy here, okay? We're not writing a massive novel. This is repetition and consistency, right? So you always want to start off with a hook. And I think it's only a matter of moments before we slip into dating analogies. So I'll just start. And Candace, I'm sure you're going <laughs> to yes. jump in with one. But this is like the meet cute in the rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. The They like <laughs> run into each other outside of the cafe. They see each other passing at the airport. They get into the same taxi cab. Do people still use taxi cabs? I don't know. <laughs> but it's the meet cute. It's the like, oh, hey, who with the eyes? I don't know. I want to know you. Like that's the hook. That's the first line of your caption. It's the meet cute. It's the attention grabber. It's like, I have to know what's next after this. Yes, exactly. So key, so clutch. If you fuck up everything else, at least get the hook, right? Because you'll get them engaging with the post, but you won't fuck up anything else because, you know, writing is a process. We got you. Yeah. All right. And then after you have their attention, it's, and this is Candace's favorite part, the small talk. Oh, God. The two to three points that expand upon the hook, that expand upon the meet cute. What are the things you want to say? What are the main ideas, the main points encapsulated, right? How can you expand on it a little bit, right? Yeah. And then after you kind of give people more context, we always love to see captions that kind of pull it all together because you can very easily, and we see this where people just like, they are so knowledgeable and an expert, but they just vomit information in their captions and people are like, I'm not reading that block of text. I don't understand. So keep it simple. Keep it short, right? Don't overshare on the first date or the third date and follow with like a main takeaway that kind of like pulls it all together, right? Okay. You're sharing this information Mm -hmm. with me, but so what? Have a statement that answers the, so what, why do I care about it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let you share this last one because you have a great analogy for it that I want you to share with the people. Okay, so your call to action, it is providing the next step that you want your audience to take in the relationship. So now I like to think about this as if you're going on a first date and it's the end of the first date, you want the person to invite you on the next date if you like them, right? You don't want to feel like you're in limbo, like you don't know what's next. Mm -hmm. So if you go on a good first date, then you should ask for the next date. You should set a time. You should set a date, right? And you should have that conversation. And your call to action, also known as your CTA, is providing your audience with the next right step so you don't leave them hanging because no one likes that feeling at the end of a first date. Mm -mm. What's the next right step? You need to tell them. It could be something like drop the fire emoji if you want to learn more. Today I did drop the word delegate if you want to learn more. Mm -hmm. And you can do something like that or you can say, hey, what was your favorite part of the story? Or what do you prefer being blonde or brunette? Tell me in the comments. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that is related to you, it's continuing the conversation. Mm -hmm. And Instagram loves it when you continue the conversation because That is kind of like, you know, money in your Instagram bank account. Mm -hmm. Essentially, if they are liking, commenting, sharing, tagging their friend, if they're doing any action as a result of looking at your post, Instagram is noticing that as quality content that they are more likely to push to other people. 
remember that Instagram's entire goal is to keep people on the app. And if you as a contributor are providing Instagram with content that keeps people on their app, they will show it to even more people. So the last type of caption we want to share, and this one is a little bit more lightweight than the one we just went through with you. So maybe there won't be any dating analogies, but this is something as simple as you sharing a recommendation or a tip that can help your audience solve a problem really quickly. They don't have to talk to you for it. They can just take that information and immediately implement it. And that will, in their minds, immediately build you up to being an expert or an authority in their mind, right? So I think one really nice tip that comes to mind about this is we were doing social audits for our clients, right? Candice, you did it last week. I did it the week Mm -hmm. prior. And we were giving feedback on their Instagram profile. And one of the immediate actionable things that I said specifically about their profile photo was to get rid of that white Photoshop outline blah, washed out background and replace their profile photo with a lifestyle image that has their face so that they're recognizable. It takes up about 70% of the space and then they are wearing or there's a brand color in the background of the photo to immediately create like, as you like to say, Candice, the vibe. Yeah, make a pop. Yeah. So that's a super easy, quick tip. I can literally put that in a post, in a caption, and someone could immediately go and implement without having to talk to me. But they're going to remember that I was the one that gave them that tip for free and Mm -hmm. probably come back to me in the future. Not probably. This has happened. They'll come back to you eventually wanting more. And it'll just continue to cement that idea of you being an expert in their minds. Yep. A common pitfall here is that people use way too much industry jargon and they forget their audience when they are giving a tip. So you might be the best expert ever and you're a brain surgeon and you're using all these technical terms when you're writing a caption and that is not helpful. So you have to consider your audience. What do they care about? How can you give them the recommendations or the tips in bite-sized, digestible, small ways that make sense to them. They're not a brain surgeon, right? Kind of like how we used a dating analogy to explain the anatomy of an ideal Instagram caption. We could have thrown so much jargon at you, but we're like, hook, meet cute. Two to three main points. Small talk on the first date, CTA, book the second date before you leave. Don't leave your girl hanging, (laughs) right? Don't leave your girl hanging. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So avoid industry jargon. That's going to put a wall between you and your ideal audience. So run it by someone who is not in your industry and be like, do you know what this means? Is this easy for you? Exactly. I think that is the sign of true expertise, true intelligence, right? We were talking about the difference between knowledge and facts and intelligence earlier. If you can make something super complex, be able to be understood by a five-year-old, like you know your shit. Yeah. The next thing we want to talk about when it comes to caption writing is people are stressing out about hashtags. Mm -hmm. Instagram, a few months ago, less than a year ago, came out and said, use four to five hashtags. You can experiment on your account with however many hashtags you want, but four to five is like the official number that Instagram has stated. My recommendations are use branded hashtags. So for example, on our Not Nice Clever account, we'd use hashtag Not Nice Clever. Then when you look up that hashtag, hopefully you'd find a bunch of us in that hashtag. Another thing to think about for hashtags is content. So what is your content about? If it's branding tips, then you'd want to do hashtag branding tips, whatever Mm -hmm. your content is about. Also your location, specifically if you're in a location-based type of business, Mm -hmm. like I might put, if I were a San Diego hairstylist, I'd put San Diego hairstylist, Mm -hmm. San Diego hair, something like that, because 
I want other people in San Diego to be able to find me if that's my area of expertise. And then your expertise. So what is it that you do? Are you, you know, are you the blonde expert? Are you a biologist girl? I don't know how to say that. Candace, are you yeah. considering going blonde? Because oh, you I'm, have talked. I'm going blonde. <gasps> I'm going blonde. Oh I'm going God. blonde. So I mean, not, not like blonde blonde. I don't know. Like Latino blonde. Latino blonde. Oh my God. I'm here for it. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. I yeah. knew it. I'm, I'm just over it. I'm over it. I was like, you never use hairstylist analogies. Ever. I know, but that's because I've been searching on Instagram, finding because I've been going back to Vegas to do my hair. Oh, girl. And I just can't do that anymore. It's a time suck. So I got to figure out another way. So I've been on Instagram. If y'all know someone in San Diego for me, let me know. DM me. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I called it, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Expertise based branding expert, branding architect, branding design, design expert, right? Logo design, all those things. All that. And also, please do not, speaking of common pitfalls, put your hashtags in the first comment. That's very... It's just not necessary. Yeah. It's very 2014, and it's not going to help you. Let's just keep it simple. That's like an extra step. No more extra steps. The last bit that I will leave you with is when you're creating content, you want your content to be searchable, and you want Mm -hmm. it to connect to the right audience. And what Instagram is now taking into consideration is your whole post. So thinking about the text that you have on your screen, in your reel, the location tag, what words you're using in your caption, what hashtags you're using. All of those keywords that you are using are helping Instagram to understand who to show your content to. So if you are a realtor and you realize that you never say your market in your content, start saying your market, right? Start saying San Diego real estate. Like if you're looking to buy in San Diego, get more specific because you might just be like, if you're looking to buy and then people have to decipher where you are, you don't want that. You want it to be really clear and really simple so that when someone searches for you or someone searches for a house in San Diego, your profile pops up. We just want you to make it easy and fun for your people to find you. If you couldn't tell, that's the vibe. There's multiple types of captions. We've shared with you the ones that we found the most success with. But honestly, keep it simple, stupid. Right? Kiss. What was that? We're like third grade, fourth grade. We got introduced to that. Everybody has (laughs) heard that. It still applies. Yeah. You're likely overthinking this. Mm -hmm. In fact, we know you're overthinking it if you are anything like we were when we were building and scaling our businesses. (laughs) Totally. And yesterday. And also earlier today. Where's my iced coffee? Right. That's fine. (laughs) More iced coffee, please. You have have to shake your ice like this. Oh, I don't have ice, so it's melted. That's how sad it is. Uh, I know, but it's, you know, it's Duncan and American runs on. Okay. All right. Oh my gosh. Are are they sponsoring us? I hope so. You can sponsor us. Please do. I love your breakfast sandwiches. Okay. Moving right along. If you haven't yet left Not Nice Clever a five-star review, please do so. It helps us to connect and call in even more amazing guests for you. We have some amazing guests coming up. We do. So stay tuned. We're really excited, but leave us that five-star review. That helps. And if you know a friend who needs to hear an episode of Not Nice Clever, send it on over. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Not Nice Clever. Remember to follow Not Nice Clever wherever you listen to audio. And if you haven't already, drop that five-star review. Share your takeaways. Tell us your story. We love to hear it. Signing off, you're not so nice, but oh so clever besties that mean business. See you soon.